0: Uh, We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Amen. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Praise the Lord.
1: On the electronics that my husband is, because I have my phone all through service. It has not only the order of service, but my Tithely app, my songbook, and my Bible. So I'm able to, to use it all the time. Well, it is great to be in the house of the Lord on Thanksgiving Sunday, isn't it? And there are places in our nation that church doors are closed this morning, and it is so good to be in the house of the Lord. You know, they say you never really know what you have till it's gone, and how true that is. Uh, When I became an officer 22 and a half years ago, I never would have thought that I would live to see the day when the government would restrict how and when I worship. That just didn't happen in the United States. Uh, t- you know, two of my spiritual gifts are missionary and martyrdom. Uh, I'm not sure my husband knew that when he married me, but martyrdom is one of my spiritual gifts. <laughs> uh, and when I was young, I thought I had to go overseas in order to really practice these spiritual gifts effectively. But look where we are today. We've been praying for revival, and revival doesn't come until the church is persecuted. Right. So we, I am excited that we are on the precipice of a great revival across our nation. Amen. And if we continue to pray, the Lord will bring it. If we fail to pray, we'll miss it, and it won't come. For the first time in my life, I've had to make a decision between following a governmental regulation and following God's word. When the pandemic uh, began, the governor said we could not hold church services indoors, and yet God's word says, do not get out of the habit of meeting together. Now we were convinced it was only it was for a limited time, we thought a few weeks, and so we complied but here at our core, for nine weeks, I went back and counted because in my brain, I tried to make it shorter. But <laughs> For nine weeks, we had services online only, and you were unable to be here with us. You know, nine weeks is 17% of one year and three times longer than we thought we were going to have to close our doors. We, d- we did not have in-person worship services, and I cried. When Palm Sunday came and went, I cried. And then Easter Sunday came and I stood at the back because we were doing services online. I stood at the back with my daughter and I wept over our empty chapel. But we were compliant. And as soon as the governor said we could meet in person, even with limited capacity, we opened our doors. And I've been so encouraged by those of you who have been faithful in coming and worshiping the Lord together. I know there are people at home who really, truly can't be here. And we pray for you. We know there are those that can't. We also know there are people out in the world and even in our congregation who are using this as an excuse not to come to church. And we pray for you as well. A week ago, Governor Inslee chose to hold a press conference at 11 a.m. on a Sunday morning. You know, is there no reverence left in our society for our God? He has told us that there can be no congregational singing in church. Today is Thanksgiving Sunday, and as I prepared this sermon, every single verse, just about every single verse I looked up about Thanksgiving tells us to sing our praises to the Lord. That's what Thanksgiving is all about. uh, Next week is the first Sunday in Advent. And we're going to join together. Well, it's the time of year where we join together in singing Christmas carols in recognition and remembrance of the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. I read this week someone talking about how sad he is that we will miss out on singing Christmas carols and other celebrations in the church uh, this Christmas. And this is what he said. This is a season, a period of time we will look back uh, look back on and remember how we did the right thing, placing the well-being of our church members, volunteers, and staff over the things we had to release. When I read that, I thought, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Does this man really believe that the physical well-being of people is more important than the spiritual well-being of people and that it is okay to release the worship of God? God, the creator of the universe. I think God has this under control. (laughs) He has created, there is nothing that is made that has been made that has not been made by God. He is in control over it. Our doctrines say uh, we believe that there is one God, the creator, preserver, and governor of all things. He's the only proper object of religious worship. Ladies and gentlemen, congregational singing and Christmas carols are not just feel-good, fuzzy memory-creating activities. These are acts of worship. This morning I would like to look at what scripture, God's word, scripture has to say to us about our worship and when and why and how we are to express our thanks to God. So I'd first like to get us all together on the same page about what worship and praise and thanksgiving are. Now, in our family, we have the tradition, as I'm sure millions of Americans do, to go around the table on Thanksgiving Day and say what we are thankful for. Anyone else do that? All right. <laughs> they, they're, especially when you're dealing with kids, there are the four Fs that are usually included. Family, friends, food, and fun. And we can sum everything up in those four things, what we're thankful for. Now, stating what we are thankful for is one aspect of thanksgiving, but there is a lot more to it than that. Uh, Nelson's Bible Dictionary says this Thanksgiving is the aspect of praise that gives thanks to God for what he does. Ideally, thanksgiving should spring from a grateful heart, but it is required of all believers regardless of their initial attitude. We are required to give thanks to God whether or not we feel it. There are a lot of times I talk to people who tell me, I just don't feel like coming to church. I just don't feel like Bible study. I just don't feel like this. If you've accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, it doesn't matter how you feel, because he has some requirements of us. And one of those is to give thanksgiving. Now I pray that it comes from a grateful heart and God loves it when it comes from a grateful heart. Praise is an act of worship. The act of glorifying God, frequently done in communal worship. Here we are gathered together in community to worship together. Worship is reverent devotion and allegiance pledged to God it is also the rituals or ceremonies by re- which this reverence is expressed and the English you may know this but the English word worship comes from the old English word worthship a word that denotes the worthiness of the one receiving the special honor or devotion. you see worship, and praise and thanksgiving are all connected, but they're not all exactly the same thing. A part of our worship is our praise, and a part of our praise is our thanksgiving. So as today is Thanksgiving Sunday, we're focusing specifically on that aspect of our praise and worship. The commentary, uh, commentator's carpenter and comfort wrote a commentary. It says this. A thorough study of the use of of this word, thanksgiving, in the Hebrew Bible can lead to one conclusion. Everywhere and in every situation, God's people should continually give thanks to God, the one who has created and redeemed them. Amen. Psalm 100 the Psalm of Thanksgiving. It has a title, Psalm of Thanksgiving, Psalm 100. And it says, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates, With thanksgiving and his courts with praise give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good and his love endures forever his faithfulness continues through all generations this reminds me of a song I know well that's a song the Psalms are all songs right so but another a more modern song Give thanks to the Lord, our God and King. His love endures forever. Oh, we just broke the law, I think. I don't know. (laughs) For for he is good, he is above all things. His love endures forever. Sing praise, sing praise. Amen. Thanksgiving was central to Old Testament worship. Sacrifice and offerings were to be made not grudgingly, but with thanksgiving. You know, there were two main types of sacrifice in the Old Testament. Atonement sacrifices, usually of animals for the atoning of sins, and the worship sacrifices, usually of grain or crops or wine, and uh, to give God thanks and praise. The first offerings given to God were those of Cain and Abel. You remember Cain and Abel? Well, we know that God accepted Abel's offering and rejected Cain's offering, which we know made Cain mad and led to his murdering Abel. Now, it's very easy to wonder, what was wrong with Cain's offering? The problem, however, was not necessarily Cain's offering, but with Cain himself. Genesis 4, 4 and 5 says, The Lord looked on faith, the Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. And then later in Hebrews, we read uh, about this and it clarifies it for us in Hebrews uh, chapter eleven verse four. By faith, Abel offered God a better sacrifices than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as a righteous man and when God spoke well of his offerings and by faith he still speaks even though he is dead. It was Abel's faith that differentiated his offering from Cain's offering. Cain did not offer in faith. You see it's possible to go through the motions of worshiping God without the faith support it. It's possible to go through the motions of worshiping God without the faith to support it. In this case, our thanks, our gifts, our songs, our service, or whatever it is, is meaningless. Again, in Hebrews, just a few verses later, verse 11 verse 6 says, And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Now this week there will be millions of Americans gathering around Thanksgiving tables, socially distant, of course, probably not with friends and family. But there will be millions gathered together without faith in God. We gather together today in faith to worship our God. And this week we give thanks to God because of who he is and our faith in him. And you know, we have many reasons to thank God. We should be grateful to God for all things. Ephesians chapter 5 says, Always Giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, when we were, as a kid, you're always you're, your brain always questions things you're told like that. Give thanks to the Lord in everything. You mean I have to give thanks to the Lord for my little brother or little sister? I was the little sister. <laughs> I have to give thanks to the Lord for homework. I have to give thanks to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord for everything. Again, I mean we are witnessing the concept of you don't know what you have until it's taken away. Give thanks to the Lord for everything. There's a list I handed you in your bulletin. If you didn't get one, they're at the ends of the aisles, and if someone wants to pass them down, there's a little list inside there. And this list goes beyond the four F's of family, friends food, and fun that we go around the table and thank God for really fast because turkey's getting cold and we want to say thanks real quick. I, I hope I know some. That happens, right? But this is our true thankfulness, that the reasons we thank God. We can be thankful for God's goodness. There's a whole list of verses there. You can take this and look them up on your own. But God is good All the time, time. God is good. Why do we say that? God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. It's not just because it's cool or because it's a trained response in the church, but because it's true. Our God is a good God and we should thank him for it. There are people who worship gods that are not good. Even in their religion, I don't know why they worship them, but our God, the true God, is a good God. We should be thankful for deliverance, the first deliverance from adversity. Has anyone ever suffered adversity? Right? Unless, all, if you're in here, you should be nodding your head because we've all suffered at some point some adversity. So listen to what David says in Psalm 35. Contend, O Lord, with those who contend with me. Fight against those who fight against me. Take up shield and buckler. Arise and come to my aid. Brandish spear and javelin against those who pursue me. Say to my soul, I am your salvation. May those who seek my life be disgraced and put to shame. May those who plot my ruin be turned back in dismay. May they be like chaff before the wind, with the angel of the Lord driving them away. May their path be dark and slippery, with the angel of the Lord pursuing them, since they hid their net for me without cause, and without cause dug a pit for me. May ruin overtake them by surprise. May the net they hid entangle them. May they fall into the pit to their ruin. Then, my soul, will rejoice in the Lord and delight in his salvation. My whole being will exclaim, Who is like you, O Lord? You rescue the poor from those too strong for them, the poor and needy from those who rob them. Talk about adversity, being chased, uh, having a pit dug for you to be fall into, a, a snare, a trap, a net for you to be caught up in. That's the adversity, and yet we thank the Lord, not yet, we thank the Lord for delivering us from adversity. Adversity is not reserved for individual people. We can suffer adversity corporately as well. Today, the church in America is being restricted. These are adverse times. The Israelites were enslaved For 430 years in Egypt. And when God delivered them, this is the song they sang. I'm not going to sing deliverance. (laughs) But this is the song they sang. Uh, Exodus 15 says, Then Moses and the Israelites sang this song to the Lord. I will sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. The horse and its rider he has hurled into the sea. The Lord... Is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him. My father's God, and I will exalt him. Those—that's the song the Israelites sang when they crossed over the, the Red Sea. It Faw- oh, gives me chills, right? <laughs> so we are to be thankful for God's deliverance from adversity from corporate adversary, from slavery. Uh, thankful for the power, uh, from the power over death. First Corinthians 15, 54 to 58 says this. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. To that I say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give him our thanks for the power of death over death. The next one is thankfulness for answered prayer. I don't think there's a person in this room who has not experienced an answer to your prayer. If if there is, please see me afterward, and we'll have a conversation, because we are God's people, and he answers our prayers. We need to remember to thank God when he answers our prayers. Sometimes it's easy. Oh, thank you, Lord. I I, I lost my wallet, and I prayed. I thank you, Lord. I found my wallet. Sometimes we throw those prayers up very quickly. And yet sometimes we forget when we've been praying the same thing for ever, and ever, and ever, and then it slowly, you know, appears, and we kind of forget that it's God who did that. Uh, when Jesus went to the tomb of Lazarus, he prayed, and then this is what he said, John eleven forty one, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Jesus thanked God for hearing his prayer and answering his prayer. We, too, need to remember to thank God for our answered prayers. A few more here. Thankfulness for others. So this is where the family and friends comes in. And I in no way want to downplay thanking God for family and friends. It's beautiful when the little children at the Thanksgiving table say, I'm I'm thankful for my mom, I'm thankful for my dad, I'm thankful for my friends who play with me. How beautiful. And we're God's children. Those prayers of thanksgiving are still um, are, are pertinent. Paul often thanks God for the people around him, and we should too. So I, I don't want to downplay that when I talk about the four Fs. They kind of roll off the tongue more easily than others, but they are just as important. Philemon 4 says, I always thank my God as I remember you in my prayers. Uh, a couple weeks ago, um, early on a Sunday morning, uh, my phone dinged and there was a Facebook notification that uh, another officer in California had her morning Diet, diet Coke, <laughs> which I used to do myself, So, uh, and it had the name Jennifer on it. And so she listed the Jennifers she was praying for, and I was one of them. Uh, and how that lifted my spirits. Uh, How wonderful that she was remembering me to God. And when we thank God for our friends and our family and the people in our lives, uh, it's a remembrance of that person before the Lord. Thankfulness for God's provision. There are a lot of verses there. You can look them all up after church. Um, But as I was preparing this message, I watched some videos of kids saying what they were thankful for. And one of the girls said, I'm thankful for my dad because he protects me and takes care of me and makes sure we're not living on the side of the road. Isn't that beautiful? She was probably 10 years old. I'm thankful for my dad because he takes care of me and protects me and makes sure we're not living on the side of the road. And as I I thought about it, I thought, this is what God does for me, for us, his children. He takes care of us, and he protects us. His word says, uh, we don't have to worry about what we will wear. We don't have to worry about what we will eat or drink. God provides for us, and so we thank him for his provision. And then lastly, We should be thankful for Jesus Christ himself. There are some verses there you can look up. But are you grateful for Jesus Christ and the salvation you have because of his sacrifice? Your salvation is truly the most wonderful thing in your life. Jesus is the most amazing thing in your life. When you go around the table at Thanksgiving telling what you're thankful for, This one-word Sunday school answer is the most profound thing you can say. That is if you truly mean it. But it's the most profound thing. I am thankful for Jesus. As we enter into the Advent season next week, I think of the heavenly host singing praises at the birth of Christ. My husband and I had the privilege of going uh, to the hillside where the shepherds were keeping their what what they believe is the hillside, and pretty good reasons, Uh, the hillside where the shepherds were tending their flocks. And uh, actually last night as I was falling asleep, I could just picture the heavenly hosts singing their praises to the Lord for Jesus Christ. Let us rejoice and sing for the gift of Jesus Christ. Uh, The last point I want to make today is how we are to express our thanks. And I don't need to belabor this point because, well, it's pretty clear, first of all, and I've already touched on parts of it. But scripture clearly teaches four expressions of thanks. Song, music, dance, and worship. So I'm going to read through some scripture um, because you will hear It's pretty clear. Uh, how we are to give our thanks through song, music, dance, and worship. Ephesians 5.19 says, Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your hearts to the Lord. The band played that this morning. Thank you, Eric. Always giving thanks to God, God the Father, for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Psalm 27.6 says, Then my head will be exalted above my enemies who surround me. At his tabernacle, I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Psalm 6930 says, Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. And Psalm 92 says, It is good to praise the Lord and make music to your name, O Most High. To proclaim your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night. To the music of the ten-stringed lyre and the melody of the harp and the cornet and the euphonium and the baritone and and the brass band. (laughs) Sorry, that's the Jenny paraphrase. (laughs) Psalm 95. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. Isaiah 55. You will go out with joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Psalm 149, let them praise his name with dancing and make music to him with the tambourine and harp. (laughs) Exodus 15 says... Then Miriam the prophetess, Aaron's sister, took a tambourine in her hand, and all the women followed her with tambourines and dancing. And Miriam sang to them, Sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. The horse and its rider he has hurled into the sea. Hebrews chapter 12 says, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. So worship God acceptably, with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. The goal of God's people is to honor God through their thanks to him for what he has done in Christ. The rendering of thanks should characterize the Christian's life in every circumstance marking the individual's life and even our corporate worship so i want to leave you this morning with these words from colossians 3. let the peace of christ rule in your hearts since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful let the word of christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom and as you sing psalms hymns and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to the Lord and whatever uh, and whatever you do whether in word or deed do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him amen Amen. To raise your worship to the Lord. Give your thanks to him. Always. <laughs> all right, I, will- I want to
0: thank you, Lord. Uh, just a great prayer of thanksgiving for the message, Lord. To know that uh, we, can give, we can give praise to you, Lord, at all times, in all situations, Lord. And thank you for that singing, praising, Lord, and that I just pray our lives would be, as Jenny was saying, Lord, just uh, lives that would just praise you, Lord, that we'd stay steadfast for you, Lord, and not uh, depart to the right or to the left, Lord, but just that our lives would just be lives full of thanksgiving, Lord. Things don't always go the way we want, Lord, Lord, we can just always praise you. Thank you, Lord. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. So I have a couple of announcements. This uh,